0: And she's right in the studio. Who am I? <laughs> Wow! Good morning, Oops. Doug. Good morning, Dan. Wake up, Nicole's in studio. Did you sneak yeah. in here?
1: I did. Wow! I came you went through the back door.
0: You are. See, I'm so used to Dan, mm-hmm. and I can hear his 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 big foot thumping sure. across the. Oh, across sure. The it's studio. a foot. Now we're on the air, huh? We now have it's found a the foot. sasquatch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sasquatch is real. Red
2: right. I like prefer Yeti. <laughs> Very
0: good. Yeti Michaels, my co-host. <laughs> hey, that's a good name for me. Yeah, yeah. Nicole. I, I love the topic of insulin resistance. Right. And, and and I love your insight. And I think actually what we need to do is maybe start at the beginning because maybe sometimes people uh, have tuned out and they were just at a doctor here the last couple of sure. weeks and they hear about it and they need to start from the
1: beginning. Mm-hmm. Nicole. Right. So what is insulin resistance? Insulin resistance is your cell's ability to not utilize insulin in a roundabout way. So All of our cells are impacted by a hormone called insulin. Insulin is a growth hormone. It's anabolic. Um, It pushes its job, is secreted from the pancreas, and its job is to be moving glucose where it is toxic in our bloodstream from the bloodstream into our muscle and organ cells so that we can use that glucose for fuel and energy. At some point, and we all have our own different set point for at wit, p- which part our cells become resistant to insulin, yours is different than uh, Dan's, mine's different than Abby's, everybody's is different, but we all have this genetic tolerance for the amount of glucose that our body is willing to put up with. And once it meets that tolerance, our cells over time start to close their doors for business. That's the way I put it to my patients is that they no longer want to use sugar as fuel. They're like, we've got body fat stored back here because in reality, we only use 10% of any glucose or sugar as fuel immediately 1% one percent is stored away as glycogen in the muscle and organs so that we can access it as a backup generator and ninety eighty nine percent then is stored away as body fat. And so when you're when you're insulin resistant your cells are no longer responding to insulin's uh, function of moving sugar into the cells, um, and then the sugar is forced to stay in the bloodstream. So then your pancreas is releasing two, three, four, five times the amount of insulin to do the same job, and that's when people start to see their weight escalate, or maybe they're starting to develop cholesterol problems, or blood pressure problems, or fatty liver, or diabetes, or pre-diabetes. Um, insulin resistance is the Pink elephant in the room. He is the reason and can be correlated to pretty much every single one of today's common disease processes.
0: I want to ask you, what is one of the biggest myths or lies or or misnomers that you hear on a regular basis about insulin and insulin resistance, Nicole?
1: Um, Well, not so much lies, but more or myth. The thing that I hear a lot of is like when it comes to like fruits and vegetables, Um, like our conversations we've had a couple over the last couple of weeks about, you know, apples and whatnot. Is that well? It's natural sugar. It's it's an it's a natural fruit. So therefore, it's still got to be good for you. And yes, I'm not nat- knocking fruits and vegetables. That's where we should be getting our carbohydrates. But the problem is, is when you're insulin resistant, all bets are off. That sugar from that apple is the same lethal sugar that you just ate from a Snickers bar.
2: How do we get insulin resistant? What what happens to us? Why does that happen?
1: Again, your own genetic set point. So it is because we're over consuming our carbohydrates. If you remember when I brought in that little demonstration with all of the little baggies of sugar, yes. you know, a, a month ago. And um, that was representing a day in the life of an elementary student. And I think we came up with 56 teaspoons of sugar in that day's worth, which is um, over 250 grams of carbohydrate. It was a half a pound of sugar. When we consume a half a pound of sugar a day, that's 182 pounds of sugar by the end of the year. Our body is not designed to process that, process that much sugar. You know, only one in four adults is able to handle uh, a hundred grams, or somewhere between a hundred to one hundred and twenty grams of carbs, which is going to be twenty to twenty-two teaspoons of sugar. So when we're constantly throwing fifty-six teaspoons of sugar or two hundred and plus grams of carbs at ourselves every day, yourselves are just like, no, right. I can't handle all of this. I so quit. I'm shutting off yeah. because I'm having to produce four and five times the amount of insulin to keep up with it, and you know it, you're. It becomes then your pancreas literally gets exhausted, and uh, the beta islet cells start to die off, and they don't they don't uh, regenerate.
2: So there are people that are listening right now saying, "Well, wait a minute, you know I've got this problem, and I rarely ever put sugar on anything. See, that's the sneaky little deal. That is the
1: sneaky crackers deal,
2: crackers and things that you don't associate in your mind as with sugar." As- are full of sugar
1: it's full of sugar you're absolutely right Uh, when i was a patient first at wellness district before i was a provider there so i fully understand where everybody is coming from with this world of food um i I remember going to the grocery store with my mom and my mom's like "Ooh, look at these crackers and i'm like mom that's just a bunch of sugar it's not good there's no health benefit to them whatsoever and she's like this isn't sugar these are just crackers right but when you are consuming carbohydrates Carbohydrates have several different forms. There is sugar proper, like the table sugar that Mm -hmm. we're we're thinking of, or like soda and candy and goodies. And then there is complex carbs that are going to be your breads, your rices, your pastas, your crackers, chips, etc. All of it, when it hits the small intestine, breaks down into the same sugar. Doesn't matter if it's a cracker, doesn't matter if it's a cookie. It all breaks down into the same type of sugar, increasing that blood glucose. And when you're insulin resistant, you have a more profound uh, response to any form of carbohydrate than if you are somebody who is more insulin sensitive or that your cells respond the way
2: they're supposed to. So, Nicole, it's almost, uh, it's an uphill battle. Let's it is. Let's put it that way. It's an uphill battle to avoid All the carbohydrates every day. How do you do it other than just not eating?
1: And it's not a matter of avoiding all carbs. You know, Um, I'm not a promoter of keto. Of course, if people want to do keto, all the power to you. There's absolutely nothing wrong with doing a ketogenic diet. Um, I tend to fall into more of a low carb, uh, moderate fat, uh, higher protein type of uh, channel with things. Um, I feel that's more of a balance compared to. a ketogenic way of eating. But it's it's a matter of getting back to eating whole foods. It's avoiding the chips and the crackers. We have to stop eating our forks. We no longer need to be putting our, our meat on buns all the time. You know, it's um, eating your vegetables, eating your lower glycemic fruits, eating your nuts and seeds. That's the hierarchy of carbs. Eat nuts and seeds, Green leafy vegetables, lower glycemic fruits, that should be the staple of our carbohydrate, followed with our proteins, our healthy, leaner proteins. Um, And then, of course, you got to throw in some healthy fat in there to uh, keep uh, adequate heart and brain function, nerve function. Um, That's the way our, our meal should look. It should be a pyramid of three and not a pyramid of... Eight. Eight and fourteen, right. you know, servings of carbs and all of that kind of thing. So.
2: so and that takes us to Fitfield Foods where you specialize in producing entrees for people uh that have low carbs, low sugar, high protein.
1: Right. And that's how I design the meals. I design the meals in that capacity. My first priority is keeping the carbohydrates down. All of our meals are twenty net carbs or less. Um um, and I think right now I don't have anything in there that's more than 12. Wow. Um, our protein, the, my next uh, focus is protein, making sure, with the exception of soups, because soups always don't ha- end up having a ton of protein in them, but the vast majority of our meals are 25 to 30 grams of protein. And, uh, you know, and then calories are, are somewhere between 250 to 450, depending on, of course, what was being prepared. Um, because that is what is going to keep you full and satisfied, keep that insulin level down. Because what is another thing to keep in mind is that your insulin has to be down in order for you to burn fat. So if your insulin level is always elevated, you're not going to burn fat. You're going to feel hungry all the time and you see your weight escalate and these other disease processes come on board.
2: And we talk all the time about uh you know, Americans are just not going to consume things that don't taste good, right? And so that's where FitFeel Foods is different. Your, your food always tastes you have, so great.
1: You, thank you, and you have to you have to leave the fat and you have to leave the healthy saturated fat in to make things taste good. So that's where we went wrong back in the early late seventies and eighties is villainizing fat. And so they took all of the fat out of our food. So, you know, really as a population, we eat the least amount of fat that we probably have ever, but we are the heaviest that we have ever been. Mm. And so again, the definition of insanity, trying to repeat the same yeah. thing over and over again, hoping for a different outcome, we have to change what we're eating and carbs and sugar, less of them and in a better balance is we need to go. And uh, we got to get rid of the junk and the highly processed foods. How do we get a hold of you? You can find me inside of Wellness District at 435 32nd Avenue East over in West Fargo. I am online on Facebook and on Instagram, Fit Feel Foods and Fit Feel Foods Fargo. My webpage is www.fitfuelfoods.com.
2: And what are your hours, by the way?
1: Hours at Wellness District, Monday through Thursday, we are there 9 to 5.30, 6 o'clock. And on Fridays, 9 to 4.00.
2: Nicole Lynn, Fit Fuel Foods. She joins us every Thursday to help us be a little bit more healthy. Nicole, thanks so very much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too.